Hey, this is TNA Knockout Gail Kim, and you're listening to the Rough House Podcast. Behold, a podcast for the ages, recorded live from the interdimensional terror vortex of their subterranean dwellings comes the Rough House Podcast version 3.0. Two galactic warriors put down their war hammers and battle axes to perform a more noble task. Complaining about professional wrestling on internet purchased microphones. Now with more Simpsons references and Kota Ibushi thirst. This is the Rough House Podcast with Marty and Christoph. Hello everybody and welcome to the Rough House Podcast episode 240. Oh, wow. A nice, nice even number there. Yes, for August 15th, 2021. I am Marty. And I'm Christoph, and uh, appreciate you guys uh, having patience with uh, an off week here or there. We're yes. back. We yeah. got a lot of stuff to cover, though. We do have a lot of stuff to cover. <laughs> uh, so last week, totally on me. <laughs> I, I I own that one uh, wholeheartedly. Uh, I was away uh, performing at a convention with ye old Super Art Fight Gang, uh, and we got to figure out a way, uh, especially as stuff is opening back up, although probably closing again real soon. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah we, we, we probably need to figure out a way that we can do this when I'm not around. Um, eh. Well, not physically around, if you will. Uh, but, yeah. uh, God, we we certainly picked a, a week to have to do a double. Uh so much going on. So many things yeah. occurred. This this is a very true story, Chris. Uh, okay. On yeah. on last Friday, Chris. last mm-hmm. Friday evening. Um, so, of course, uh, a good chunk of the Super Art Fight Gang, being a part of a show that is like pro wrestling meets Pictionary, there are a lot of us who are pro wrestling fans. Yeah. And I made a joke at the show, uh, or I was making a joke at the show, uh, every few hours over the course of the afternoon. Anybody get released yet? Anything on Twitter? Anybody get released yet? <laughs> Everybody good? Everybody good? Yeah, yeah. And, you know, we got to, like, our, our show was at 8 on Friday night. It's like, mm. oh, okay, everything's good. So we're, uh, we did our show, uh, packed house, good or bad, that's up to you. But still, yeah, packed no, house. That, that's a prime time, uh, prime time slot you guys had yeah, right there. Friday we, night, 8 p.m. Friday night, 8 p.m. They also streamed it on Twitch. Um, oh, wow. You were down by the Watergate? Uh, <laughs> we were at the Walter E. Walter E. Washington Convention Center. Uh huh. Yes. Okay. Um, so uh, we're we did our show. It's like ten o'clock. We're wrapping things up, packing things, and my one buddy goes, um, "They released <laughs> thirteen people." Yeah, and, and had you checked your phone, you would have had about 10 texts from me yes. with, with these news. So, of course, as called out by you, our dear friends on Twitter, I must now hit this button. There we go again! 13 uh, goddamn firings. Yeah, all from NXT. All NXT, 12 wrestlers, one referee. Oh, there was a ref, too? Yeah, yeah. That that's what made it unlucky number 13. Uh, um, they yeah. were a week early. They should have done it on Friday the thirteenth. <laughs> I was 13. I was shocked that no one got let go this past Friday. Yeah, maybe they thought it was too on the nose. I don't Perhaps. I don't know. Perhaps. Maybe uh, maybe uh, uh, you know Nick Khan was was holed up in his office just watching a Friday the thirteenth marathon that he got <laughs> uh, distracted and forgot to fire people. Well, well, here's the interesting part to me. So uh, we'll, we'll break down the 13. 
But uh, if anything, I think the 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 bit of news that we can dig into before we talk about the thirteen. Thankfully, because we missed a week, we have an extra bit of detail. As in the Wrestling Observer newsletter this week, yeah, Uncle Dave, Dave Meltzer, he threw it out there. These cuts were apparently decided upon not by Nick Khan, but by Kevin Dunn, but by Bruce Pritchard, but by Johnny Ace. Huh. And the overall theory, which makes me start to wonder if uh, Dave is starting to see Paul from Connecticut on his uh, uh, caller ID in terms of sources, the overall idea, uh, idea is... These are guys who felt threatened by the incumbent takeover of Triple H that felt if and when Vince decided to finally hand the keys over, they were going to be on their ass. So in turn, because of the fact that uh, clearly NXT did not win any of the wars it was being Mm -hmm. paid to do. Um, that this was sort of a, a retaliatory move. Wow. Yes. That's, that's some kind of corporate self-sabotage that is, you know, uh, it may make sense to the minds of those few, uh, the aforementioned execs that have been there, you know, on and off for decades at exactly. this point. But man, that is just... I mean, shitty is the understatement and just kind of the, the, the starting off point of where all this stems uh, shitty because, you know, even though you've made millions of dollars over these years, you know, and are probably tired, you still want to continue in this, you know, roller coaster world of an industry uh, shitty because, you know, the guy who married the boss's daughter was the heir apparent and you felt uh, scorned by that because you know that it would have been a different sort of situation ha- if and when he took over and uh, yeah. you would be, like you said, on on their ass. And shitty because – By the way, it just struck me why NXT TakeOver uh, – another reason why NXT TakeOver may be called NXT TakeOver. Yeah, well <laughs> – <laughs> There you go. Yeah. Uh, Just shitty because more people have lost their jobs. Um, Oh, oh, incredibly shitty. Like there's a lot of shittiness involved in this whole thing. There is little good here. Um, and and when you look at well, the the red line, the bottom line. Yeah, well, not not the Stone Cold one, the the dollar and cents one, the 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 Ted DiBiase one, if you will. The the financial (laughs) reports look great, and and I know that we have been pretty outspoken over the past year about how. Uh, Triple H just gets bored with the toys in his sandbox and adds more. I keep my opinions to myself, thank you. <laughs> yeah, you don't spend an entire hour every Sunday <laughs> bellowing them into a microphone. No, um, no, for no. tens of people to listen to. Yeah, exactly. And we appreciate every single yes. one of you. And all tens love, of you. And and for the love of God, all tens of you, please, patreon.com slash podcast. <laughs> there are reasons which you may have already started to put together why that would be a good thing to do. Thank you, XOXO. <laughs> um, like, it, when I look at this list, there, there are some I get. There are some which just make sense, but some of these are, are dumbfounding. But uh, the, the overall uh, reasoning is we're going back to the OVW days. Uh, if you are not over six feet tall, if you are not over 220 pounds, if you are not under 30, you are therefore not going to be a star in the eyes of WWE. 
Um, it's 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 ball game for the super indie era of NXT. Um, <laughs> I think it's ball game for NXT. I mean, I mean <laughs> they're they're getting paid thirty million dollars a year to be on the USA Network, and based off of what some sources online have been saying. The network may have some issues with these changes right now. I uh, would, yeah, yeah. You're 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 getting rid of literally everybody you've been building around. I mean, let, well, except uh, for the same five people you've had at the top of the card <laughs> for the past decade. One of whom literally has a week left. And, Which uh, one's that? That's Adam Cole. He's he's oh yeah, that's right. Takeover, and then after that, you know, the world's his oyster. Right, you've got the Garganos about to pop out a baby in a couple months. So yeah, that'll keep them off TV for a bit. Exactly. Uh, you know, Champa's neck is being held together by gum and scotch tape at this point. <laughs> uh, gum Karrion and nuts Cross now finally together. We'll go up to the main roster and and job to you know, fucking Randy Orton or whomever. Yeah. Uh, uh, or Jeff Hardy, as it were. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's it's at. at the the Halcyon days of NXT have well, you know, I've stopped watching it for over a year at this point. They've long since passed, but the the book, the final chapter is being written right now, man. This it's riding off into the sunset and to 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 die a slow death on the USA Network. Yeah, which is a is a true goddamn shame. I mean, <sighs> Bronson Reed was that next level guy. He's he, a big guy. He he's a big guy. He's a large man. He's a talented guy. Admittedly, 32 years old, so obviously uh, on the older side, uh, but uh, apparently the the perception was, because he had done uh, a few main roster shots popping up a main event, uh, Vince looked at him and said, he's not a main roster guy, and the idea is, if Vince says you're not a main roster guy, what the hell are you under contract for? So is okay it, it, a size thing because Bronson Reed's kind of like a, a King Kong Bundy Vader Bam Bam Bigelow agile big man sort of situation. But he's there. under six feet tall. Okay, he's not as tall. How tall was fucking Georgie Animal Steel? How tall six, was three six four? Really? Yeah, I mean, that that's the thing that everyone forgets. Look at how big Shawn Michaels is next to the average NXT guy. And he was small. Look at how big a Matt Hardy or Jeff Hardy is next to the average NXT guy. I mean, Christian towered over Kenny Omega the other night. Exactly. (laughs) Like, George the Animal Steel here. Let me me do a quick wiki search. I just watched Edward last night, so his his, uh, name was fresh in my mind. (laughs) George Steel was six foot one. Okay. So he's over six feet tall. All right. So, okay. So maybe it's part size thing. But the age thing... Tell me how this makes sense. Sure. They're they're worried about uh, performers being over 30. Yes. On their TV show. Yet they bring back Goldberg every fucking year for a title reign. Because he's already established. Nah, it's fucking bullshit. Stick. You, you can't oh, have oh, don't it both get me ways. wrong. I, you, I, Vince, you can't have it both ways. If you don't want old people on your show, stop booking your fucking uh, Goldbergs. Uh, Undertaker is finally, you know, uh, raising I, ginger I, kids I, in I, the, in the highlands of Texas. I don't uh, disagree. Rick Flair is gallivanting in Mexico is. with his soon to be son in law. You got <laughs> fucking. I mean, what the fuck, man? Yeah. No, I get it. But I, I the thought process is all right, he's 32. He's. Not as big as they want him to be, and he is not seen as main roster material, so why keep him employed? So there he goes. So Bronson Reed, 
who NXT has been building over the past year. He was a champion just a couple months ago. Yeah. Or the North American champion, but a champion nonetheless. Exactly. So he's gone, which is heartbreaking also because uh, he's got a visa situation to worry about now. Is he he a Kiwi or an Aussie? Aussie. Okay. All right. Uh, But God bless him. uh, He was... He was the first guy to jump on Twitter, uh, and he was not like, hey, thank you, WWE. I yeah, no, WWE. he no. did not take the Tyler he, Breeze route. He hopped on Twitter, and he's like, hey, at Ring of Honor, at AEW, yeah. at NJPW1972, at Impact, let's go. Like, yeah, dude's got hustle. All the credit in the world. I hope Jonah Rock pops up somewhere. I'm sure he's, he will. Uh, he's, he's talented you know, as hell. It would be very surprising if he did not show up. I was kind of surprised. Well, I guess there's still a non-compete. He gets 30 days in NXT. Is that yep, what it 30 is? 30 days for NXT, guys. Okay. So, yeah. Uh, but maybe by the time the next New Japan show uh, pops up in, uh, in in California in a couple months, or maybe he shows up on Strong. Who the fuck knows? <laughs> maybe uh, he'll be maybe, in Philly. Who knows? Maybe, yeah, maybe that. Maybe he'll pop up uh, you know, for uh, an open challenge on AEW Dark. Who the hell knows? There's Maybe Ring of Honor will pick him up. They've been picking up Australian guys randomly. Why not another Aussie? Sure, yeah. Just have him go in there and, and you know, bite the heads off the, the, the Rob Zombie's goon squad in yeah. there or something like that. You know? Yeah, I'll, I'll give you one for free. Brody King versus Jonah Rock. Yeah, I mean, hoss fight, baby. Let's go. Yeah, let, let's see let's big, do it beefy up. men slapping meats. Yeah, let's let's make the thing happen. Um, also, well, so, so the other the two that I think, aside from uh, uh, Bronson Reed, that were most surprising for me. Yeah, uh, you know, and the timing of this is double suspect uh, because it's it was August, two months after June, yeah. which is uh, Pride Month. Yep. So then they're like, okay, we we got what we wanted out of these two, so let's yeah. let's uh, release Mercedes Martinez and uh, Jake Atlas. Yeah. The year you two LGBTQ plus assets, I guess. Yes. If we're talking business talk here, you know, for lack of a better term, employee, mm-hmm. not, no, not, not employees, no, not independent contractors, independent contractors. There you go, superstars. Uh, but yeah, Mercedes so. Martinez let go. Perception there is age, she's 42, so uh, quote unquote too old. Although I thought she was straight up in the Sarah Amato uh, coaching role. Yeah. Uh, although more player coach than just coach, but yeah, let go 42 years young. Um, Jake Atlas let go too small. And you know, and Vince is probably mind too gay. Yeah. Uh, prob- I mean, let's be honest. Probably here. a one, two punch there. And, and the thing that you got to love is how Jake Atlas was literally used as a PR pawn, not just from yeah. the pride aspect, but he was on, uh, what was it? Um, undercover boss. They did an episode oh, of Undercover God. Boss where he Stephanie... had to pretend that he didn't recognize Stephanie McMahon in a stupid ass wig. Yes, and Stephanie does this whole speech about how she... he's gonna be the future first of first ever Ugh. openly gay WWE Ugh. champion. Gross. Yeah, so he's gone. Um, Bobby Fish gone. 44. Oh yeah, I forgot about old Robert Pescado. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Bobert Fisherelli, he's gone. Hey, hey. he's uh, a nice Branzino. But uh, I, I mean. I, I get it, but goddamn, the Undisputed Era were the crew in NXT. I know. And one is got half, uh, you know, he's halfway out the door. The other is Kyle O'Reilly, who's dressing up like a bootleg OC. And <laughs> Roddy Strong is literally having his entire new stable taken away from him person by person. Because uh, Arturo Ruas 
and Marina Shafir were both supposed to be a part of it. They got cut before they got debuted. Yeah, yeah. So it's what, him and Malcolm Bivens at this point? Uh, <laughs> and uh, Hideki Suzuki. Okay, all right. Yeah, because well. Tyler Rust got cut also. Mm-hmm. Um, Leon Ruff name. got cut. Oh, wow. He was on TV a lot. He was on TV a lot, but also tiny, small, and on the yeah. wrong side of 30. Uh, yeah. Ari, Stoil- or, uh, Ari Sterling, a.k.a. Um, Alex Zane, he got okay. cut. Uh, right. The world's foremost 35-year-old Taco Bell flipping enthusiast. Um, <laughs> if I could flip, I mean, you know, yeah. he'd have competition. Exactly. But, <laughs> but again, that, that's just a situation where they're like, he's 35, he's gone. Like, yeah. what what's worth getting behind him? And again, some of these are people where I go, I, I, I understand the logic, even if I think these are valuable members of the roster that can do things. Kona Reeves. <laughs> He's been he part was of developmental was. for seven and a half years. Yeah, he was. He was and never was. Let's be honest. He's had many start-stop yeah. opportunities on NXT. He just never clicked. Yeah. Y- you know, I, I just why why would I watch NXT now? No. Uh, uh, <laughs> to, you have to, any, is there any any you know? No. Hit row, I guess. Yeah, that's about it. Uh, I mean. That that is literally all I can think of. Um, Balor's gone. Yeah, Balor's Cross now is soon to on, be gone. Yeah, uh, Gargano's going to be off TV. Yeah, I uh, mean Io Shirai's still there, but yeah. when's the last time she was in anything? I well, haven't even heard she, her name in a she's while. She's a tag team champion now. With uh, is she? Zo- yeah, her and Zoe Stark are the tag team champions, and um, oh. the most exciting thing they figured out how to do with them is have a segment where Zoe Stark makes fun of sushi. Oh God! Yeah. Asher well, Hale let go. That's indie star Anthony Henry. He was one of the uh, Evolve pickups. He's gone. Okay. Uh, Zechariah Smith let go. He was a former football guy. He's out of there. Giant Sanjir, uh-huh. uh, just a seven-foot-tall Indian dude, he got let go. I think the logic there is he is not as tall as Omos, so we already got a seven-foot-tall guy, so goodbye. Well, apparently, you can't teach that, though. No, no, impossible. Referee Stefan Smith, uh, a.k.a. the NXT Black Referee. Okay. <laughs> like, I, right. I, I, w- I wish there's a better way to describe it, but that's that's about all he was known for. Uh, and uh, Denzel Desjarnet, uh a.k.a. Desmond Troy, indie guy who had literally just been a part of the whole breakout tournament, just let go. Cool. Yeah. So that's what you got. Also, um, 205 Live now has one competitor. <laughs> it is the Brian Kendrick. No, uh, Ikemen Jiro. <laughs> that's it. That's uh, it. I did, I did see some kind of statement that uh, occasionally yes. uh, on 205 Live, there will be people above the 205 weight limit. Exactly. Uh, that's, which, that's what that, they're doing. That, that's funny. So if, if you're, if you're uh, you know, Paul from Connecticut right now. Mm-hmm. Are you, why are you even coming to work? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, if like, like, legitimately, I'm okay. If if I'm Triple H, I'm like, well, fuck, you know, they they took away all my toys. Um, I'm I've fallen out of favor from the king, and you know, even if and when you know he dies, Vince and doesn't become cryogenically frozen until science can catch up with the uh, ailment that takes him away. That being father time, uh, there's no spot for him. There's, there's clearly, it's clearly been made that there's no future in post Vince McMahon WWE for, for triple H. So if I'm him, 
I'm like, why the fuck? Why am I motivated to stick around? Why am I motivated to to train, you know, people and 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 put on this TV show? I I I would be just like, okay, I'm gonna go count my money somewhere, pick up some uh some autograph signings uh, on the side every now and then. Yeah, I'm sure he could get. I'm sure he could get big money to show up in the impact zone. Absolutely, Paul Hunter in the impact zone would be uh, a massive get. Does 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 uh does does Vince own Terra Rising? Because fuck <laughs> me, how great would that be if Terra Rising legitimately showed up in the Impact? Zone? You know, I I I don't know, I don't know. Um, we we should keep an eye on the uh on on the um uh, the the trademarking of that that turn of phrase. <laughs> can uh, can we file a trademark for? Can you file a trademark for anything? Is it like domains? Can you like just you know? Call I mean, up? you can file it. It might get contested though. Hmm. It costs okay. money. It's not free. Oh, it's, like, does it? it's like $110 okay. or something. Eh, that might be worth the investment for Paul, <laughs> for, Paul to, for Paul from Connecticut to give us a call. Uh, hey, you bunch of fucking marks. You know, yeah. I'll pay you, you know, <laughs> 10 times the amount. Yeah. That's that's a good, uh, you no, know, that I, could I, be a good, I think that's not my new side hustle, Marty, is what he, I'm saying. He just needs to take a photo with us where he points at us. That's <laughs> I have I have one of him with a cardboard cutout from Access with me next to him. So <laughs> no, 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 I'm no, already no. halfway there. We need there. one of him taking a photo, a li- real live point photo with us. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it's weird. It's, it's. <sighs> We're going back to real ass developmental, folks. Um, it is the blurst of times. Yeah, I hope you're looking forward to watching former football players learning how to do headlocks in real fucking time. No, I'm not. I mean, I'm not watching it now when there's people who know what they're doing on, so I'm definitely not going to watch it when it's that shit show. By the and way, I'm, just yeah. just somewhat related, uh, Dakota Kai is going for the um, NXT title at TakeOver next weekend. Uh, Who's the women's champ right now? Uh, women's champ is uh, Raquel Gonzalez. So we're, we're getting the full Sean Diesel feud out of them. Okay. All um, right. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I forgot about that. So uh, Dakota Kai's going for the belt. She's, of course, the big heel. And uh, you'll be very happy well, to know. she's a tiny heel, though. Well, you know, you know what I mean. She's, she's <laughs> in stature. Yes. Um, well, she got a main roster match this week. Oh, yeah. I'm sure that went well. Mm-hmm. She was on main event. She played a plucky baby face and lost clean to Aaliyah. <laughs> Wait, Aaliyah's on the main roster now? Aaliyah got called out to the main roster. Yep. <laughs> By the main roster, I of course mean main event. But uh, <laughs> that reminds me, did you did you see last week going around uh, uh, Squared Circle? The uh, someone did the um, SmackDown women's rankings in the style of AEW's rankings board. No, I didn't see uh, that. Let, let, let me see if I can find it because it's worth reading it out loud. Um, Oh, because they have the actual win loss records on there. They have the there? actual win loss oh, records on it. Brilliant! Yeah. Brilliant. Uh, so let's see. SmackDown. Oh, I don't want to make a post. I'm searching. Uh, uh, so that would be like what Bianca Belair is the champ still, correct? Mm-hmm. Okay, you have Sasha Banks over there, I think, as well. Still. Yeah, she she came back last Friday. Okay. Um, All right. Oh, here uh, it is. T- here it is. Tony okay. Storm on there. So here's what we've got. Uh, champion, okay. Bianca Belair, 18 and 6. Okay. That's a nah, – okay. Then in order from 1 to 5, your number uh-huh. 1, Sasha Banks with a 2021 singles record of 5 and 7. Okay. <laughs> number 2, <laughs> Zelina Vega, 0 oh and 4. Uh-huh. 
Number three, Carmella, three and 12. <laughs> number four, Liv Morgan, four and 10. And number five, Tony Storm, one and nothing. Wow. <laughs> wow. That's, uh, that's how I know WWE's wins and losses do not matter, but Jesus God in heaven, make it make sense. No, just a little no, bit. They're, they're not into making things make sense. They're into making moments. Uh, that reminds me. Did you see Shinsuke Nakamura is now the Intercontinental Champion? Uh, I did see a tweet. Who did he beat? Who was the Intercontinental Apollo Cruz? Cha- oh, that's right. Because he beat Big E at WrestleMania. Uh, he retained right? over Big E. At retained. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah. See, I follow this stuff. With the help of Commander Aziz. Yes, yes, yes. And then the rest of the Pawnee Rangers came out and helped uh, <laughs> Commander Aziz. You had uh, you had Sergeant Ron. You had uh, Lieutenant Leslie. You had uh, First Sergeant April Ludgate. And, um, you know, uh, Airman Andy Dwyer help out there. Well, here's the part that I think uh, everyone was looking forward to. SmackDown this past week opened up with a <laughs> – Shoot-filled promo between John Cena and Roman Reigns. Yeah, I saw a couple uh, uh, quotations from this, and it was interesting. So John Cena says something along the lines of, I'm going to take that title, straddle the barricade, and blow you a kiss sort of thing. Uh Very um, overtly alluding to punk beating him at Money in the Bank 20, whatever the fuck it was, for the title. Um, Why at this point are you even alluding to one uh, Charles Montgomery punk uh, when the the internet is in a fervor and a tiff over him probably debuting on your competitor? Uh, Probably under the idea of, hey, don't forget we had him first. (sighs) But who the fuck doesn't know that? (laughs) <laughs> I mean, yeah. who's that for? I don't know. I mean, it's to the same point of uh, the way that they cut this promo, which was, uh, you know, it started with John by himself in the ring, said that Roman is a D-list player. He's a below average D, uh, as he put it, a D-head, a D-bag, and above all, a huge disappointment. Uh, um, he said, oof. for the past 10 years, WWE has been selling you Roman Reigns. But the only one buying is Reigns. Okay. I mean, and, you could at least throw Paul Heyman in there as well, but yeah. okay. <laughs> um, so he said he's going to beat, you know, Roman at SummerSlam. Then out comes Roman and Paul Heyman. They go to commercial. They come back. Uh, and then it's just like shooting back and forth. Um, Reigns is saying that, you know, John is um, – he's just going to leave and go back to Hollywood and that sort of thing. Um, John says that Rome's going to beat his ass. Sure. Spear, 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 Superman punch, Superman punch, blah, 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 blah. Like literally shitting on his moveset. Okay. Uh, All right. Most I mean, valid. Uh, John says that Reigns has been protected by the shield where he ruined Seth Rollins and ran Dean Ambrose out of the WWE. Pow, pow, pow. Shooter. Who is this for? <laughs> I mean, yeah, you get a moment that goes, I don't even want to say viral, but it gets tossed around the internet a bit. 
It's for the AEW stands, or I'm sorry, the WWE stands on yeah. Twitter. This is their ammunition. Just, this is I, this I, is what gives them sustenance. It's their ma- mana. It's it, it's what uh, gives them life. This sort of thing, uh, and it's it's sad to like, be honest. If you're just gonna be like, there goes the fourth wall. Like fucking do something good with it. Why would they do that? Uh, they don't care. Point. They're making a shit ton of money. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's you know, making a shit ton of money. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Uh, anyway, creative doesn't matter. Uh, stories don't matter. It's it's moments. It's little tweetable, uh, little moments and digestive, di- easily digestible comments that uh, just get tweeted and their impressions. The clicks on Twitter is what uh, is what gets them by, man. That's that and the massive fucking TV deals. It it, it just it doesn't matter. It does not matter to them at all. Do you want to talk Top at all bottom. about what the card for uh, SummerSlam will be next Saturday night? Uh, not really. All right, cool. So then uh, <laughs> let me go ahead and hit this button. So it was an eventful week for New Japan Pro Wrestling. New Japan Pro Wrestling returning to the U.S. for NJPW Resurgence, which was live uh, just outside of uh, the Los Angeles uh, Olympic Coliseum at a venue called The Torch. Yeah, it looked really cool. uh, Los Angeles, California. Um, there were some surprise appearances that no one anticipated. There were some big matches that people were looking forward to. One bummer, Brody King missing the show due to a, uh, a personal issue. Yeah. Um, un- unclear what that was, but of course, as big fans of, uh, Brody King here at the rough house, we hope dude's okay. Yep. Um, but d- I, I think the big things were the unannounced appearances. Uh, so, First things first, who was the mystery partner of John Moxley against Good Brothers? It was not Eddie Kingston. It was not Sammy Callahan. It was not Frankie Kazarian. It was motherfucking Yuji Nagata. Blue Justice, baby. Let's go. Yeah. They have a, a, a shared respect for each other after beating the piss out of each other uh, across love to see it. Dynamite and uh, New Japan Strong. Uh, the Good Brothers, though, they ended up going over clean as a sheet in about ten and a half minutes, hitting the magic killer. And, of course, Gallows and Anderson are cutting a promo, but their mic stops working, and out comes the Gorillas of Destiny. Yeah, I never thought I'd, uh, I'd, I'd applaud a G.O.D. appearance, but here we are. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, so it's uh, Bullet Club versus Elite. Yeah, looks like we're finally going to start to <clears throat> see that get settled a bit. Um, also in terms of a surprise, uh, holy fucking shit, Chris, Will Ospreay making an appearance on the show. Yeah. Billy Ocean Spray showing up, uh, with, uh, <laughs> 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 that's, that's, that's his full name. William Look, Ocean Spray. Billy Ocean Spray. Uh, <laughs> WNBC. WNBC. Yeah. No, he, he showed up, um, apparently and said some fighting words for this show. Yeah, I know. Motherfucker. I'm ready to fight this guy. Uh, he's so basically the gist of it was he's medically cleared. Yes. G1 is coming up, but he is not participating. None of the foreigners are, it seems. Because, well, his, his, you know, his heel reasoning here is that he is 
the IWGP champion. He'd never lost, or I'm sorry, the IWGP heavyweight champion. Is that the name World of the new title? World heavyweight champion. World heavyweight champion. Yes. Um, so, because he never lost his title. He was never pinned for to lose his title. He is calling our boy Shingo Takagi an interim champion mm-hmm. and is threatening New Japan that uh, he will not step foot in Japan until they officially address Shingo Takagi as the interim champion and uh, acknowledge, acknowledge. I don't know if he used the word acknowledge because that would be a little too uh, on the on nose. The yeah. yeah. <clears throat> uh, to acknowledge him as the the true uh, IWGP World Heavyweight Champion. And uh, he also talked some shit about the L.A. Dojo. I believe he uh, pretty much declared war on the L.A. Dojo, saying he's going to go – he's going to live on strong, on New Japan Strong on Friday Mm -hmm. nights with New Japan World and uh, work his way through the the dojo there. And I think he then called out Carl Fredericks specifically. uh, Fredericks and Connors came out. They they got in his face. And who should come out to cool them down? TJP. And – well, TGP, he was their tag partner earlier in the night, yes. so I guess at least it makes sense in that. But, but TJP man. got in the face of Will Ospreay, giving the New Japan US fans what they've always wanted, Will Ospreay versus TJP. If there are two people that the <laughs> American fans of New Japan love more than anybody else, it's you know Will what? Ospreay and TJP. I've got an idea. <laughs> Take that match, okay? And shoot it into the goddamn oh, sun. You you you, you, you. <laughs> Why? Why are you stealing? I was just gonna come on, man. You stealing my jokes here? <laughs> no. Here's what you really do: is you take yeah. that match, mm-hmm. you add, you make it a fatal four way with <laughs> Joey Ryan fatal. and David Starr, and then you launch it into the fucking sun. Yeah. Oh, okay. A special guest enforcer, of course, Marty Skrull. Yeah. Oh yeah. I forgot yeah. about old uh, old Pedo's girl there. So yeah. yeah the good there's... news is no countouts because he can't count past fifteen. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh boy yeah uh troublesome uh, yeah. slightly in that regard but yeah. apparently the delivery of the promo was really good you know osprey is a shithead irl mm-hmm. so him being this shithead he'll kind of uh s- settle right into his uh comfort zone right there yeah uh you know uh, yeah. where, where this leads for the title i don't know i mean everybody's speculating that it'll probably end up some kind of wrestle kingdom uh double gold dash sort of situation mm-hmm. again mm-hmm. with uh you know a unification of the two titles sort of situation on night two after you know osprey and okada get another rematch and shingo and naito is what people are saying at this point uh for night one i i don't i don't know uh it makes sense i mean that's kind of the you know, if we're if we're booking classic pro wrestling right here, that's kind of how you tell that story. Right. Um, but but yeah, that's that was that was the big uh, big big news uh, last night. There, there was a great photo of him uh, in front of the fireworks, yes. holding up the title, looking like a total shithead. So that's that's good. Uh, I will say uh, he also said he would defend the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship against anyone, anytime, any place, which got an uh-huh. AEW chant. Um, I, I don't necessarily believe this is who John Moxley is going to be facing it all out, but um, hey, if you're telling me Will Ospreay is going to be doing his damn thing on on Dynamite, uh, I'm certainly going to watch. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm just curious how he will fit into the kind of uh, community they set up in the AEW Fair. locker room. Fair. Two of his closest confidants have kind of left AEW. 
uh, at least half in disgrace, <laughs> speaking <laughs> Jimmy Havoc there. And then B Priestley, you know, that was more of a COVID situation than yeah. than a, a disgrace thing. But but yeah, I don't know how he'd fit into uh, to a locker room of AEW right now. Yeah, I'm not, not quite sure myself, <laughs> but uh, still, uh, you know, would be interesting. Uh, Tomohiro Ishii defeated Moose in a match that I hear was must-see. Okay. Uh, and then the main event, uh, it was Hiroshi Tanahashi winning the U.S. championship over Lance Archer. Tanahashi now having held every single heavyweight title in New Japan. Full stop. The quadruple crown. Yeah. Uh, and uh, of note, John Moxley was sitting ringside. So, well, I mean, that makes sense that that yeah. will be the next big one because he mentioned uh, that Tana was had been dodging him exactly. for years. So, so yeah, that uh, that makes sense. Uh, any word on how the match between Archer and Tana was? Uh, very good, very okay. good. Uh, match of the night is how the uh, Observer write up describes okay. it. Um, right. Also, kind of bummer for Lance to only hold that title for like what three weeks? Yeah, but I mean, t- look, you, your job into Tana, not a not a bad situation there. Fair. Um, not sure if you heard, Chris, uh, just announced for the Philly t- uh, shows that they're doing. So New Japan Strong doing two shows in Texas, then two shows in Philly uh, next month. Um, well, sorry, I think next October, month is right? Dallas, and then uh, October is the Philly show. Yeah. Uh, they just announced that Taji Ishimori and uh, Risuke Taguchi will be on those shows. Okay. All right. Yeah. I like me um, some Ishimori. Yeah, yeah, it could be fun. Then, I like a good ass-based offense from Taguchi, too. Who, you know? who doesn't like ass-based offense? Come on. Theory by ass. <laughs> I mean, that's a good way to stop uh, most foes in their track tracks unless they're, you know, really into licking that Lincoln. <laughs> you don't know who's thing. drinking that petty tea out there, but it's all I'm saying. Fair point. And now let's get into probably <laughs> the most effusive part. Oh, um... Oh. There's uh, one other thing that I don't think we talked about because it kind of got shuffled in over the two weeks we haven't recorded. Uh, Dave Finley. Yeah. Oh, yeah. uh, New Japan, who was on the show. And I think he fought Jay White last night for the never open weight title. And lost uh, to Jay White. And lost. Well, I think after, you know, you know what his announcement was, it makes sense that he lost, is that uh, for all intents and purposes, it seems that Dave Finley is heading to um, Orlando and joining the ranks of whatever shell is left of the aforementioned NXT. Or at least that's Uh, his goal, because he says he's moving to Florida, he wants to train under Shawn Michaels, and he wants to work Kyle O'Reilly. I mean... mean that you know that's easy math to do i'm not good at math but yeah, that's pretty, the, the pretty only easy way math. you could uh be more overt is you're like i would like a paycheck that is signed by vince mcmahon and yeah a contract from a company called world wrestling entertainment have you ever heard yes. of them? like I, I i don't know how much more clear you could be but yeah it sounds like yeah. uh dave finley gonna be um gonna be wrapping up good news he gets to be hornswoggle too yeah how tall is dave finley now 511 so, okay, so right that's not, on that. not going to work. Yeah, right <laughs> on that edge. Um, okay, I mean. Oh, and I will say, Chris, while we're talking about uh, last minute New Japan news. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure if you heard the, the bummer news for this morning. Um, but uh, the, uh, what's it, Summer Struggle Tour is going on. Uh, mm-hmm. Today was uh, another house show. Uh, Shingo Takagi and Bushi pulled off of that show due to fevers. So, uh, shit. Yeah, not great. Well, um, what I will do is somebody can get me a uh, uh, shipping address for Shingo Takagi. 
Um, <laughs> I will go on Amazon and I will get shipped to him a cowbell <laughs> to take care of that fever. Take care of that fever. He's gotta have it, baby. Yeah. Let's see. Now I want to get you like one of those, um, like <laughs> I'm just gonna do that. one Whenever of those prayer candles, but I want to yeah. put Shingo's face on it for you. Oh man. Yeah. 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 No, I'm, I like the Jesus candles you get at the dollar store exactly. or in a, uh, in Hispanic, uh, uh, neighborhoods, yeah. <laughs> a little corner store there. Yeah, that'd be uh, that'd be cool if they did a series of those. Uh, I'm into it, mm-hmm. you know, an Lij series of Jesus candles, <laughs> Jesus candles for them. Uh, see, 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 all in Gobernable. <laughs> yeah. Speaking L- of in Gobernable, de Jesus, de Jesus. Yeah, I had a uh, I had an awkward run in uh, while wearing an Lij shirt at one point. I'll just it's a fun little anecdote I'll I'll share with oh, you all boy. here. So I was wearing the oh, Lij boy. New York. Mm-hmm. shirts um and that we got at madison square garden yes so you know uh if you've never seen the shirt dear listener it is the statue of liberty doing the naito uh eye raising oak yeah. and opening taunt sort of thing there so i was wearing it to my trivia game uh, a couple weeks ago <clears throat> and one of my uh regular teams on my monday night it's a uh uh, an older, uh, not older, uh, in their 40s, may, mm-hmm. probably, uh, maybe early 50s, uh, white couple who have adopted two uh, Asian uh, daughters. Mm-hmm. And I was wearing this shirt and they were curious. So I had to kind of give the whole sort of backstory about uh, why Mexicans I'm wearing a shirt. Mexicans are racist. And... Yes, why I'm wearing a shirt with uh, opening the eye sort of thing oh, to disguise no. two teenage Asian daughters. Uh, it was only slightly awkward uh, until I, you know, kind of said that, you know, yeah, Mexicans are racist and that was his taunt. And now he kind of owns it as his own sort of thing here. Uh, but, yeah, that was a it was a wee bit awkward at first. Uh, but once I got through it, they they kind of understood and, and, and laughed it off. And <laughs> they've since returned. So it wasn't a deal breaker for their trivia uh, patronage. But uh, but yeah, a little, little, little bit awkward there at first. I was like, yeah, I never really thought about, uh, you know, having to explain this to people <laughs> who, consent, who don't know. Yeah, not great. Not yeah. a great situation. So, yeah, double check. Uh, I'll double uh, think twice about uh, wearing that again in certain situations. I don't blame you. I don't blame yeah. you. But hey, you know what was great over the past week and a half, Chris? Uh, being tranquilo. Not just that. Oh boy, Chris, it has been a glorious time in AEW. Uh, We did not get to talk about last week's Dynamite, and so we'll get into that, plus this week's and the debut of Rampage. Yeah. You know how you put a guy way the fuck over, Chris? You have him murder one of your top stars in, oh, eight minutes, if that? Malachi Black. Yep. In the month he has been in AEW, I would say every single sin befallen at his feet by WWE has been absorbed and handled by having him absolutely murk Cody Rhodes in the middle of Daly's place in Jacksonville. It really, it shows two things. Well, uh, three things. One... The, uh, you know, talent of uh, Tommy End, whatever the fuck his real name is, uh, if that is your real name. (laughs) Uh, Two, it shows the total ineptitude 
of world wrestling entertainment to mm-hmm. not get what that guy is and what he's capable of doing. Um, and the amount of money that you can make with him. Yeah. And three, it shows the wherewithal and, you know, knowledge of AEW and its EVPs and, and, uh, and Tony Khan to realize all the things that WWE did not realize and to capitalize on them in a very efficient manner. Like you said, it's only been a couple of weeks that he's been here and man, the, uh, lack of a better term, the impact that he has had, uh, has been, uh, dynamite. (laughs) So Malachi black within that whole segment, an absolute top tier presentation. Superstar. From, and from, not a WWE superstar, a yeah. legit superstar. From from the entrance, the music, the way it was yeah. shot, the 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 foggy backlit look, the it's gorgeous. Uh f- super creepy uh deer skull headdress. Yeah. Um to the way he was like like his gear. Uh, that he shifted now to what looked like kickboxing shorts mm-hmm. versus, you know, the the traditional pro wrestling tiny pants really underlined his skills and ability as a striker, which, of yeah. course, was what came up in the match. And it was yeah. a black mask kick that uh, took Cody Rhodes out and down um, to then Cody. Yeah, he overacted his ass off, but uh, doing a, a pseudo retirement speech in ring yeah, before <laughs> Malachi Black pops up in the most. It was almost comical how cartoonish his heel moment was. No, it was Scooting very in <laughs> it was not with, almost comical. With the tiny uh with the tiny crutch and <laughs> yeah. smacking it across the back of uh of Cody and then stealing one of his boots. Yeah. <laughs> Yoink. <laughs> yeah. Uh just that that whole segment front to back, yes, the melodrama was a bit much with Cody, but goddamn, that's how you make a star. Like <laughs> Malachi Black is now officially a guy that when the lights go out and his music hits, people will know yeah. shit's about to go down. Yes. No, 100%. I'm uh, I'm just waiting on them to figure out how to do that with Andrade yet. Uh, <laughs> maybe maybe this match with Pac uh, at All Out will do it. Um, I will say this. You can't have a good match with Pac. You're fucked. Yeah. No, that's true. The guy is uh, really, really fucking good uh, and never wears pants. Yes. Have, has there ever been a photo of, of Pack and Pants? Um, <laughs> not official, no. Okay. But <laughs> like right. he even showed up for the uh, the, the AEW press conference, press yeah. conference just in his gear. It's fantastic. In, in Sweaty or like damp hair, you know, <laughs> angry little pissed off Thorn Oakenshield over there just ready to go in and, you know, wreak havoc. Uh, I'm for it. But yeah, black, um, very – I'm curious to see where he lands on all out because, mm-hmm. you know, he destroyed Cody. So yeah. that's pretty much it. He he wasn't on um, Dynamite this past week aside from a from. Did he have a promo? He yeah, he had yeah, the video promo, promo right? where he said yeah. uh, Cody had one foot in the grave. Let me know when you want right. to place the other foot. So are they going to do awesome? A, they can't do a rematch at all. Out. No, I mean, no, 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 no. I, I could see uh, maybe him versus Dustin or something like that <sighs> uh, or him versus Lee Johnson, maybe. I mean, any way you look at it, it's, it's going to be a squash. Look, of some of the matches that are being made for all out right now, it's probably not the worst. Yeah, I guess. I guess. So, um, yeah. 
but we had Chris. It, oh, sorry. Yeah, go, go ahead. ahead. No, 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 no. You're, you're good. Okay, we'll so get we'll we, get there. I'm jumping the gun. Yeah, we had Chris Jericho uh, continue his labors of Jericho uh, on the juice. Yeah, he went against Hoovy. Uh, I saw the internet kind of shitting on this match. I had a great time with it. I'm gonna be honest. It was I, fun. I, I, I mean, I, you know. It's, it was it's old not Hoovy versus awesome. Jericho. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 I think people were expecting the same match they had twenty years ago for no, whatever fucking happening. reason they thought that was going to happen. Yeah. No, man. <laughs> this business puts your toll on the bodies here. Yeah. And uh, they... I thought Hoovy looked really good. Not that I'm going to tell AEW to sign another guy. Yeah. But if you want somebody who can work dark and you know teach the younger guys how to yeah. you know do what they do, I mean. That's certainly a guy who can do it. Um, and I will say the uh, the off the second rope uh, Judas effect was pretty fucking dope. Yes. Yes. Uh, because the the uh, stipulation for that one was, of course, he had to do a move off the rope. And yeah, he did the Judas effect. Um, and then that took us to uh, Dynamite this week, uh, which had uh, a whole bunch going on on it, including the at the time. Kind of disappointing, but I think by the end of the week, uh, looking a little bit better, uh, announcement of the main event for All Out being Kenny Omega defending the world title against Christian. Yeah. Now, obviously, the initial uh, internet uh, reaction is, why is this not Hangman? Blah, 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 blah. Christian, blah, 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 blah. I don't want to see Christian, blah, blah, blah. He's old, blah, blah, blah. And I, I completely understand that. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I get it. But at the same time, you know, we're still a couple weeks away. So there's, right. you know, a, as of Wednesday opening the show, there's going to be more developments between now and all out, uh, which there were only two days later. Um, and then, you know, the hangman thing sure seems like, uh, you know, Mrs. Uh, Mrs. H- the Hangwoman, I guess, is, uh, is going to be popping out a hang baby. Shortly soon. Um, so that's not really. It's, I'll take that back. I don't yeah, want to say that, hang that, baby. No, it's Those a hung two baby. Words you, that baby's hung. <laughs> the hung baby. Oh, wow. That's <laughs> somehow worse. I don't <laughs> really know how. Uh, <laughs> little tripod baby of a uh, tripod page. There you that's go. A, that's a real leader of the dark order right there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I can't wait for that match with negative one in a couple of years. <laughs> it's going to be fucking great. Uh, but yeah, it, it looks like. You know, they're doing the really long game with Paige. Um, Honestly, it would make sense, you know, now that I think about it, for Hangman Page to win the AEW title at the pay-per-view named after one of his BTE gags. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Full Gear will uh, wouldn't make that work. That's only a couple more months. And, you know, who knows? They, it may... It may go all the way to fucking revolution, depending on what what else is is happening. Who else True. shows up? True. What else they have in store here? Uh, a lot of a lot of things could happen. And you know, the Christian Kenny Omega thing has kind of been simmering on a back burner for for a couple months yeah, now since Christian's debut. That's that's yeah. where they placed him. I right. I almost wonder if they were hedging their bets at the time then of like, you know, uh, I, I mean. If there's anything good or bad you can say about AEW, uh, it is that they always have multiple irons in the fire. They're always yeah. ready for, excuse me, the 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 next, not just the next option, but a few possible next options. Sure. Well, I think that's really, you know, smart 
especially in this age, knowing sure. uh, with COVID and what could happen if things get shut down again and people can't get there, they have other other options tailor-made and ready to go right. uh, in case those things happen. But the Dynamite this week kicked off with uh, – it was a trios match. It was Dante Martin and the Seidel brothers mm-hmm. against um, uh, Omega and um, – The Young Bucks. Uh, the Bucks, yeah. Yeah, it was, it uh, was the Elite versus farted. Dante Martin and the Seidel's. And uh, holy fucking shit, Dante Martin was made a superstar in that match. Yeah, yeah, that dude's got a uh, he's got flips and hops for days, man. That kid is a uh, hella impressive. Like you know, we were just praising them for making Malachi Black mega star in one match. Yeah, here's another example. Yeah, Dante Martin looked like one of the greatest high flyers in the world. He looked like he could hang with the top, t- literal top tier talent in AEW. Yeah. And the only way he was pinned was he got, you know, full on MDK'd yeah. <laughs> with, with a triple BTE trigger and an OWA to finish him off. Like, yeah, he I got mean, nobody's kicking killed. out of that shit. Yeah. Uh, but 20 years young is this kid. Yeah. Four years younger than Dominic Mysterio, as the internet likes to point out. And okay. he just comes off like this big star. And I know uh, even going back to when Top Flight debuted, you and I both were like, oh, these these guys can be something. I didn't expect yeah. this. This is yeah. unbelievable. Well, if I'm Darius, I'm like, ah, oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm about to get Janetti through the fucking Good news, Darius. Jaguars, you have two uh, rounds. Business office. Yeah. <laughs> Darius, you have two options. One, you got to get good at flips really fast or – Hear me out. Get real fat. Get <laughs> get real fat and either be the fat dude who does flips or yeah. go full Ishii. Just forearms for days. Because yeah, then you get yeah. a flippy dude and a big dude. Let's do this. Hell yeah. That's 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 a duo I'm interested in watching. <laughs> uh, if I end the pick a nit uh, with, uh, with uh, Dante Martin, he's got a derpy ass smile. Did you see that photo with him and the Seidel's backstage? Yes. Yes, that is a that is an unfortunate smile. He is, um, he is a little derpified. Yes, but other than that, athletic athletically speaking, dude's on uh, a plane where really Phoenix exists. Yeah, I mean, that's about it. That's pretty much a pretty much exclusive company up there. Uh, speaking of which, let's get that fucking match happening uh, yeah. at some point. Let's and do inject it. that right into my veins. All the flippy doos, all the no cells, all the kickouts, all the destroyers, um, all the false finishes. Directly into my eyeballs, please. Thank you. Yes. Uh, and after the match, uh, after that six-man match, we had you know some build of the uh, Christian match for Rampage. and Well, the announcement of the Christian match yeah, for Rampage. Yeah, that's true. The announcement yeah, of the Christian the, match The build Rampage towards for... All Out and the announcement of the Impact title being on the line uh, to kick off Rampage. Yes. And also that the Jurassic Express, awkwardly, right. it was announced uh, as they were leaving, uh, Jurassic <laughs> Express will be challenging the Young Bucks next week on Dynamite for the tag belts. Jungle uh, Boy's getting there. And he even uh, – did you listen to him on uh, Renee's podcast? No, no. No, he – it was an interesting listen. He even admitted that he fucking hates doing promos. He admits that he sucks at them uh, and has admitted that whenever Christian's around, <laughs> Christian is doing the heavy lifting, which we all picked up on very quickly. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know. The kid, the kid will get there. He's yeah. he's still he's still young. He's, he's been someone who they've been sending out to do local press a lot. Yeah, and I imagine that's probably going to just help. 
Yeah, no, the, that's reps. I mean, you just yeah. got to get in front of a microphone and and do it, uh, whether it's, you know, on live TV or, or or just, you know, doing a radio interview, which, you know, is the, kind of the bottom of the barrel of uh, of press these days. But you know, still worth doing. Like a, Aside from like an e-zine, but uh, are, are e-zines still a thing? I don't even know. I just dated myself there. <laughs> not, not, not really, no. uh, so Darby Allen had a match with Daniel Garcia, which again was about getting a, a young potential star over his red death himself. Daniel Garcia yeah. basically just grapple fucked the hell out of Darby Allen. That guy has a really unique look. Yes. Garcia does. Yes. I don't know. It's, it's like kind of sinewy, but lanky, but mm-hmm. like, I don't, he doesn't look like he would be this ridiculous athlete. No. Uh, he just kind of looks like some average dude you find, you know, sitting in a chair on ocean city's boardwalk or something like that, right, you know? Right. And, but he's going to go in there and wrestle the fuck out of you. But tip of the hat to AEW because they went, this guy's a lot of steak. He needs some sizzle. So yeah. they looked at who was available and they put two guys who are nothing but sizzle with him in the surprise pickup, at least to me, of 2.0. And that's Ever Rise. The right? former Ever Rise, uh, former right. 2.0 and 3.0 in Chikara. Um, these guys have just like embraced being a part of AEW. F- like you would think they had never not been there. Okay, so correct me if I'm wrong. I don't know if this was intentional yeah. or or not, but in the in the promo, the inset promo with uh, with Garcia and 2.0, were were the was 2.0 kind of intentionally doing Bucks cosplay or was it unintentional? Because they they kind of look the like looks like. Okay, I don't know. Is it intentional? No, no. They've been okay. they've been dressing like that forever. Because it kind of looks like they're going for like a rockers, young boxy sort of sort of thing there, and it, I, I didn't I didn't know if that was you know laying some groundwork for you know uh, a match with them at some point or if that's I just mean, what do I want to see that match? Yes, but sure. uh, that 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 is not intentional. That's what they look like to me. I don't even know if anybody else felt that way, but to me, that's what it looked like. But what I do know is uh, Matt Lee in particular. Uh, is he is he uh, is he a relative of Wesley? He is not. Any? No, he, okay. Unfortunately, right. <laughs> um, his what about whole Lee thing. No? His whole so thing was Sting Lee. and being Lucas convinced Lee? that Sting isn't the real Sting. <laughs> uh, absolutely amazing, and the fact that they are going to give 2.0 a Texas Tornado tag match next yeah. week on Dynamite against Darby Allen and Sting. Yeah. Uh, what a surreal turn of events. It's got to be kind of crazy for these, you know, kids in there who grew up watching Sting to just have him around yes. and, you know, to just beat up on him every week. You know, it's kind of <laughs> or get beat up by him as is yeah. the case. Right, exactly. Yeah. Uh it's kind of kind of kind of kind of crazy. And I think it shows also the level of credit and care that uh, AEW has given to them that that's like, "Oh yeah, no, you get to have Sting's first match on TNT in 20 years." Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. He hasn't had a dynamite match yet. No, no, he's been on dynamite a lot, but usually it's because his promos were being interrupted by Team Taz. <laughs> That's right. I forgot about that every week. Oh boy. Okay. All there right. was a, a trios match with the Hardy family office, represented by Private Party Matt Hardy <laughs> against the best friends. In this instance, Arch Cassidy, Chuck Taylor, and Wheeler Yuta. Um, this was about making Yuta look good, and this was about continuing the feud between best friends and HFO. Um, yeah. Speaking of Yuta and going back to your uh, comment about um, Daniel Garcia, 
last weekend, IWTV ran a show which was mm-hmm. featuring the 100th defense of the independent wrestling title, which is currently held by Wheeler Yuta. 60 minute draw between Wheeler Yuta and Daniel wow. Garcia. I heard did, it was did, phenomenal. Did Yuta beat Warhorse for that title? Because I know Warhorse was that champ for a while. That's correct. He beat Warhorse. I'm sorry. <laughs> he beat Lee Moriarty. Moriarty ah. beat uh, Warhorse. Gotcha. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yuta, I think, you know, uh, is a really good, I, I guess, I, he's probably one of those C tier kind of handshake deals, show to show yeah. sort of situation with uh, with AEW. I wouldn't, you know, be surprised if in the next month or so we get a Wheeler Yuta's All Elite uh, tweet at wouldn't some point. Wouldn't be surprised either. He's He's great. Yeah, uh, and I don't know if you saw. Um, there was some conversation going around. Uh, it was what Fightful was reporting. So Wheeler Yuta was part of a WWE tryout a right. few weeks before he popped up in AEW, and to uh, apparently to many people in WWE, the moment he was passed up on was the moment they realized NXT was fucked. Yeah, I mean, the guy he looks pretty tall too, or maybe yeah, that's he's just, six feet tall. Yeah. He's six so, feet tall. I mean, he's like 24 years old. He can work his ass off. I yeah. Mean, he probably he needs kind to of learn how to talk, but. Checks the boxes there. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, you know, their WWE's loss is, uh, is AEW and he worked the new Japan show last night, uh, mm-hmm. as well, if I'm not mistaken. So, uh, dude is getting around and, uh, making a name for himself on TV, which you love to see. So, so yeah. And the, he, he's a great fit with the best friends. Yeah. I think I mean, especially he's, in, uh, he is a, a Chuck Taylor, orange Cassidy trainee. So, yeah. uh, he, he fits in very well with that group. Yeah, it's good. It's good stuff. You know, OC doing his bit. Private Party. I think Private Party's low key gotten better. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not in as many uh, high profile matches, but the timing on that gin and juice that they hit in that yeah. match was just impeccable. You can definitely tell, um, and and it's kind of one of the the key elements that you can make fun of about AEW that like every young guy is you know paired with an old guy. The bet, yeah, uh, but. You can tell that Matt Hardy isn't just their mentor in storyline. You can yeah. tell that he's he's teaching them a lot because their timing and 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 like you said, just how they carry themselves has yeah. uh, really gotten even better. Like they were a great tag team before, but now they're just you know they 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 are improving on all of the small things that are yep. so crucial to becoming great. Yeah. Um, Let's see what else happened. Uh, there was a Chris Statlander Nyla Rose match, which was kind of stiff. Uh, I think were... it was better than the match they had on pay per view last yes. year. Yeah, true. Well, they didn't have which Chris was botch heavy. having a, uh, a a flu in the middle of it. So, oh uh, yeah, uh, you know. Um, but Statlander wins clean. I'll send with her a cowbell. Four fifty one. Yeah, uh, let me know when you do that. I'd like to send her a note too. Um, <laughs> oh, would you? <laughs> uh, like to send her more than a cowbell. Yeah, uh, Britt Baker had a big uh, heroes welcome. Uh, yeah, she did to all Man. the terrible towels, and it was all about uh, putting over her and putting over the match with Red Velvet on Rampage. And again, credit where credit is due. It seems so simple. When someone's in their hometown, they're a face, even if they're a heel. When someone's yeah. in their hometown, if someone's a face, they're a heel now because they're going against the hometown hero. Well yeah. done. Yeah. The simplest of things, the most common sense of things. Yeah. Uh, you know, we've been programmed for so long by WWE like, oh, shit, 
They're in Oklahoma. JR's going to have to do something embarrassing. Yeah, JR's going to have know? the blade. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's, you know, he's going to get, you know, doused in chili or, you know, have to kiss Michael Cole's ass or some, some kind of bullshit like that. Uh, you know, we've been programmed for so long. This it's week, the, JR, you have to suck Shane McMahon's dick. Right. Yeah. Live <laughs> on national television to completion. Okay. I want, I want him to brick in your mouth. All right. <laughs> <laughs> this is, you know, if it gets on the if it gets on the hats, the even Vince better. Man take my seat, club live but, on USA. <laughs> but you're gonna you're gonna have to swallow whatever lands in your mouth hole. You're gonna have to swallow, okay? <laughs> if you want to masticate on it a little bit and just run, you know, that would be great as well. Uh, and Jr. Uh, yeah, one last note, Jr. Um, don't forget to, you know, give the the sad puppy dog eyeballs uh, look up as you're doing it. As best you can. POV shot. Yeah. <laughs> as best you but, can. You know, as, as, as most as you can move your eyes at this point. Uh, God. Oh, God. Uh, and then, uh, you know, take a shot of barbecue sauce to wash it down with. I mean, that's kind of, you know, you can use your own. We'll let, hey, you know what? We'll let you use your own brand of barbecue sauce to, to you know, the chaser. The, the, the Shane McMahon jizz chaser of JR brand barbecue <laughs> sauce. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. That is a Ralph House content you're here for. The Impact Tag titles were defended <laughs> on Dynamite. <laughs> Good Brothers defended against the Dark Order. This week, I've watched more Impact Championship matches. Yeah, than ever. Than <laughs> at least years. Um, uh, this was a fine match. Uh, nothing nothing amazing. And uh, to that problem, I just point to Doc Gallows. Yeah, um, man. But, Good Brothers matches are fucking matches. Yeah, that's that's what we get. Matches that occur. Uh, but hey, there was a distraction, and Anderson hits a gun stun, and then they hit the magic killer, and Bob's your uncle, and we move on. So they're they're laying groundwork for dissension within the Dark Order. They uh, are over, and I don't know how I feel about this. So you know, Stu and Uno, and I guess Colt Cabana is the only one who came out with them, mm-hmm. um, or at least came to their aid. Uh, they are trying to respect Hangman's wishes, whereas your um, Johnny Hungies and and Alan Angels and Preston Vances and Alex Reynolds are wanted more to to help defend Hangman's honor the week prior. Uh, so there's kind of a, a split within the Dark Order. I, I'm curious. Uh, I'll see how this pans out, uh, but I don't. I don't love it initially. But yeah. again, I know they have an idea of where this is going to go, so I will. Uh, I'll, I'll let. I'll let it ride. But um, I. I don't yeah. want. That, this that, is just a, a fun. As with a lot of things lately in AEW, I think it's um, the one-two punch of. I don't know how I feel about it. However, I should let them let it play out because. They've earned the benefit of the doubt. Like they have. We were both very iffy about Malachi Black getting sucked into the Cody verse. Yes. About what would happen there. <laughs> yeah. And Cody went full Brody Lee in terms of putting him over. Just was like, yeah. this is the guy. Murder me, please. Yeah. Mur- murder me, daddy. <laughs> yeah. So I will give them benefit of the doubt. And Christian versus Kenny Omega. I was right on our social media Thursday morning going, about that. Well, as we shut you up as as we will talk about when we get in the rampage i was shut up very much but this yeah. this storyline that happened on dynamite i don't know if they're going to get the benefit of the doubt from me so qt marshall and the factory were out oh, to finally God. deliver their apology to tony shivani apologize <laughs> the freak beast 
Nick Camarado brought out uh-huh. Tony Schiavone's large adult son. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> punched him in the gut. Uh-huh. They demanded an apology from Tony Schiavone. Yep. QT Marshall hits a diamond cutter mm-hmm. on Tony Schiavone's large adult son. <laughs> so then, of course, so Tony six, Schiavone's large adult godson, Paul White, yeah. comes out to his yeah. new theme with vocals from the guy who used to do the old Big Show theme. And instead of well, it's yeah, <laughs> which is just, just some choice trolling right there. I absolutely uh, love And yeah. it looks like it's Paul White. You guessed it, folks. It feels like at All Out, we're going to get Paul White. Versus QT Marshall. There's oh, really only way this match no. can go. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, Mo, hit it again. Oh, dear God, no! Thank you, Mr. Sizlak. Um, there's really only way, <laughs> one way this match can go, which is bell rings, QT runs into a punch, one, two, three, bell rings. I mean, this has to be over in under a minute, right? Yes. Yeah, no, I, I, this is the only way it works. They go 20 minutes. Oh, Jesus dear God, Christ. no! <laughs> <laughs> none of that Whew. yeah none of that. i mean you know not only you know not only is having to watch the match for that long uh too bad but uh but mo has to get back to the to the bar and let the pandas out of the crates in the back first so. <laughs> yeah or like. carry that whale back to the ocean <laughs> 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 he's uh you know he's got he's already got plans that night to uh you know have uh some car insurance fraud uh and, with, oh. with his buddy homer <laughs> Um, main event was the fourth labor of Jericho, Jericho versus Wardlow. Um, Jericho definitely showing some, I, I look, I, he might've been selling, but Jericho was definitely showing the hurt of working four weeks in a row. <laughs> Signs of fatigue. Yes. yes, very much so. And I started to wonder if the gimmick was going to be that Wardlow beats the hell out of Jericho. Because he did like 14 fucking power bombs on him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I thought yeah. the gimmick was going to be Jericho gets the shit kicked out of him, then Wardlow pulls Jericho on top, so M- so he has to face MJF. Ah. So like, so like MJF gets to beat up a a broken down and destroyed. Gotcha. Jericho. I mean, either way, you know, even yeah, yeah, that would that would have made sense. I mean, either way, he's broken down and kind of fucking destroyed yeah. after going through that match. But it turns out there were shenanigans. Sean Spears runs out. Sammy Guevara runs out. Jake Hager runs out. All these things. But you know what? Next week. Lloyd. Weirdly enough, next week on Dynamite, <laughs> we're getting the end of this storyline. as it, that, that, Which makes no sense. It makes absolutely zero sense to me. First of all, the five labors of Jericho should be five different matches before you get to MJF. MJF being the fifth labor makes no sense then it's it's four labors and then the match it's not five labors because you have to go through these five things to get to the end boss mjf's the end boss yep. so they have to be planning some kind of dusty finish yeah. on wednesday I, I i would imagine to pull this through to all out because i mean you know obviously i know it's a t- it's a tv business and pay-per-view they only happen quarterly but the it, it, the way this is going just does not make sense in my brain right now yeah but uh no judas at all no judas theme no judas effect for the match with mjf which i think is just an attempt to have a completely audience acapella rendition of judas they don't know the words as it is so if they lose the back it's gonna be bad it is horrendous 
it will be very bad. I don't trust people in Texas to do their research and read the lyrics. Ahead had a great of time. time to go to Houston, y'all. Great time to go. To Houston. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, I would. Uh, I double mask up. On, yes. uh, on Wednesday. But hey, on Friday night we had the debut of Rampage. Yeah. Uh, three match yeah. show. Four people in the booth. Oh, okay. As it was Excalibur, Taz, Chris Jericho, and Mark Henry. Let's say the positive here. Excalibur is incredibly good at controlling traffic. And he's doing a the great, Lord's work. Yeah. Great pick for lead commentator. Absolutely. Mark Henry, he's a little corn pone in how he talks, but I thought he was goddamn delightful at a point. You know what? The the Mark Henry bit is he's there. He has the experience. You know, he adds a unique perspective to things. He's a, a non-aggressive vet like, ta- like Taz is a very aggressive yes. sort of thing. But not to the overly overbearing yelling the entire time of a Chris fucking Jericho. I've been on record. Go back to the times when he was doing uh, commentary during the fucking uh, pandemic. When yeah, I the door complained days. about how two hours or even one hour in this case of Chris Jericho yelling into a microphone is not good TV. And for whatever reason they decided to do again on rampage. Uh, I hope this is not permanent. I hope that was just for this show. There is no reason a, to have a four man booth and to have that fourth man be Chris Jericho yelling into a microphone, stumbling over his words for an hour. That is not good TV. Yeah, it, it, it was rough, but uh, Mark Henry got at least two lines which made me giggle, and I think they were kind of back-to-back. Yeah, yes, uh, Jer- Jericho was pointing out uh, that uh, Christian Cage should go for the eyes on Omega, and uh, Mark goes, but but Chris, that that's illegal. <laughs> <laughs> which was fantastic, and then uh, also talking about how Omega has all the belts. How many belts do you have, Mark? And Mark goes, what belt I have is one holding up my pants. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was pretty good, and it came so quickly. Like that's a that's a good. Like it makes me think that that was that was rehearsed. Like he uh, had that possibly. back pocket ready to go. Like that was in the chamber, you know, just re- just ready to fire. But either way, uh, that yeah, that one popped me too. Um, but uh, and Taz was Taz. Yes, uh, the presentation was slightly different from Dynamite, in so much as uh, the hard cam facing the opposite side of the arena. Yeah. So basically, typically, if you're watching Dynamite, the entryway is to the left of the screen. In this case, it was to the right of the screen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also, instead, and this was probably Chris's favorite part, instead of Justin Roberts on the <laughs> ring announcing, Dasha Gonzalez was ring announcing. She did yes. a great job. She did a very, very good job. Uh, you know, not a high bar to, to cross, but uh, but yeah, she not, she knocked it out of the park. The less we get a Justin Roberts, the better. Thank you very much, Tony Khan, for heeding my advice. Yes, that said, um, the Dynamite theme is a banger, and the Rampage theme not very good. Yeah, it may fan. it may grow on me after time, but um, but yeah, there's no no fuse to be lit. Here but, comes the yeah yeah uh, great show though. Uh, opening match, Impact World Title Online, Christian Cage, Kenny Omega. This was easy. I, I know Christian Cage has been out of wrestling for seven years. Yeah. But this is probably one of the greatest matches I've seen him have full stop. I w- you know, and I'm sure if you ask him, 
and in all honesty, he might say this is one of the best matches of his career. Uh, I, I, you know, I don't know if he would say that. I, I would imagine because this match was fucking great. I think it shocked us all. I don't know if it was a we had low expectations of the work rate going in and it exceeded that. So, yeah. you know, we're, we're, you know, gushing over it today or if it was really that good. I, th- I think that I think it's a little bit of both. I think, um, you know the styles complemented each other yes. the the uh you know ring knowledge you know ring awareness like just knowing where to be the timing was really on point everything hit crisp um aside from you know the little uh little like, little stop step stumble of uh omega pushing christian off the top rope yeah uh, but it looked natural yeah so that that's good um, but yeah, it worked really, really well. The crowd was super fucking hot for it. Yeah, which, uh, which was a world of difference from Wednesday. Yeah. I, I thought the Pittsburgh crowd kind of sucked on Wednesday. Like they, they were in, they full, had some moments, but they, yeah. they were in full star fucker mode. They only cared when someone they cared about was in the ring. Yeah, that's just true. But on, on Friday, they were hot for everything. They were super hot for this. And this match made me want to see a rematch it all out. Like, that, yeah. That's where I landed. I didn't expect to land there, but it's where I landed. Christian ends up winning after hitting a kill switch on a chair. Which which, looks amazing. Yeah. uh, Omega deciding, fuck it, I'm going to spike myself on my forehead. Um, (laughs) Yeah, the night before a match with Andrade in Mexico. Yeah. uh, Interesting bit about that that I'm I'm going to share in just a moment. Okay. Um, But yeah, Christian ends up winning. He is a new Impact and therefore TNA champion. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's got the double titles. He will be appearing on the Impact Plus show Emergence, defending those titles against Brian Myers. So hats off to you, Kenny Omega, for not having to work Brian right. Myers. <laughs> I think that was kind of the intention. It's like, yeah, I don't feel like going to Nashville and fighting this nerd. Yeah, yeah I'll drop it. Look, I'm fighting Andrade the night before. I don't want to yeah. have to deal with any of this. But uh, right. the, the interesting bit, so um, Triple Mania was last night. It was Kenny yes. Omega against Andrade. We talked about it a little bit. Ric Flair was there. There was a, a whole to-do. Yeah. Um, apparently, AEW requested that Andrade not get the belt dropped to him last night. He was supposed to, but AEW asked to hold off on the title change. Really? Yes. So I don't know what that's about. Huh. Well, maybe they want that nut to be cracked on AEW then, I guess, is got to be not the... Not sure. Not sure. Huh. Not, or they didn't want to completely gut the belt collector thing yet. I, I mean, you don't want your champion losing in two consecutive nights. It's like true. I get that, but Triple uh, A was all ready to uh, put the belt on Andrade and move forward from there. But Tristan uh, said, "Hey, maybe you hold off on that." So, explain to me this, if you can. Talking Triple Mania, why was Conan out there? Don't know. Couldn't okay. tell you. Couldn't tell okay. Because because Andrade came out with Ric Flair. Yes. Did Conan come out with Omega? He did. He did. Or as, okay. uh, as, as someone on Twitter I saw posted, holy hell, Don Callis looks like shit. <laughs> <laughs> Is, yeah. if, if we were to cast a live action Simpsons movie. <laughs> Are you about to say that Conan looks like Hans Mulman? <laughs> yes, Marty. Again, you stole my fucking joke. Thank you. I just want to kiss his head because I imagine it tastes like a peanut. Oh, shit. 
Well, it probably tastes like a peanut and reeks of weed. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, there you go. It was a TNT title on the line. Miro defending against Fuego del Sol. Fuego. This match was booked perfectly. Absolutely perfect. Fuego hits three Tornado DDTs. Miro, a great count out tease. Yeah, Miro rolls to the floor. Fuego's cool with it, because if he wins, he gets an AEW contract. He's like, fuck right. it. Let's count him out. Let's do this. Yeah, yeah. I don't need a title. I just yeah. need to get on the payroll. <laughs> but uh, Miro, like all of the most dangerous things in weather, and Thanos himself, is inevitable. Miro <laughs> hits the Machka kick and throws on a game over. Uh, you and I were texting while watching. Yeah. I gave it five. You said you took the under. It was done in yep. three. <laughs> yep. Yep. Pay me. Yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, that it was perfect. It was exactly what it needed to be. A hundred percent great. And then comes the feel good moment. Uh, Sammy Guevara's music hits. And, you know, if you followed Sammy's vlog or any of the dark stuff, you know that Sammy and Fuego are, are BFFs. So out comes Sammy with Tony Khan and a clipboard. And uh, they give uh, Sammy hugs uh, Tony and Tony gives him the mic and says, go ahead, do this, uh, which I think was perfect because, you know, it's not a full on uh, you know, Triple H out to sign Cedric Alexander sort right, of situation. Right, right. They kind of put their own uh, more heartwarming spin on it. Sammy goes out in the ring and says that Fuego is all elite uh, and legit shoot tears from Fuego as he realizes what's happening because uh, yeah. they apparently didn't wise him up to it. Uh, just, just a great fucking moment. You know, like you talk about making moments and stuff like that. This was something that they didn't go out of their way to do. It kind of happened organically, and it shows that, one, Tony Khan is kind of a legit good human being, and two— Or as uh, good as you can get in the world of pro wrestling. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hard work pays off, man. You're, you, can, you can get rewarded for getting yourself over and not fucking punished. Yes. Uh, again, it's one of those things we've been programmed to think that, oh, he got himself over, he's going to be buried. Uh, but no, it's the exact opposite. He gets this fucking contract, and Fuego del Sol is all elite. Yeah, and then main event was for the AEW Women's World Championship. Britt Baker defending and defeating uh, against Red Velvet. Um, I thought this was pretty good, actually. Uh, I'm not. Yeah, Red Velvet showed up, man. Yeah, I'm not the biggest Red Velvet fan, but uh, she was smart. She played the heel, uh, yeah, working the working the broken wrist of Britt yeah. Baker, which yeah. honestly squicked me out a little bit at times. Little bit, little uh, bit. The the stomping on it was where I went, oh god, how do you fake that? Um, but uh, really, really clever finish. Uh, Red Velvet goes for the lockjaw on Britt. Britt reverses it and reverses it so the lockjaw is set up on the opposite side Very so smart. she can use her good hand to uh, uh, get the tap out. Gets the win. Post-match beatdown continues on Red Velvet. Out comes Chris Statlander, who is, mm-hmm. I assume, the next challenger for the women's title. Probably it all out. Totally into that match. Yeah. That gets a whole thing. And then a lady comes down to the ring and for half a second, me and also apparently a lot of people on Twitter go, that fucking Becky Lynch? Yeah, I thought the same thing. That hair is a very distinctive shade of orange. Yeah. But no, it was not Becky Lynch. Instead, it was another thing that will make Chris very happy. <laughs> Finally out of lockdown, the incredibly transformed Jamie Hayter yeah. making her return to AEW. Wowzers. Good God. I didn't even think of her as being like the big heater for uh, uh, 
anyone. Uh, Reba and uh, Britt Baker, but I, I think that's perfect. And by the way, I did think it was hysterical, probably unintentionally, Taz did call her Jamie Heater on commentary. <laughs> uh, that's great. Of course, Chris Jericho was yelling over it, so I must have missed it. So Yes, yes. but um, really just an awesome Awesome match, awesome post-match scene. Uh, Jamie Hayter officially full-time in AEW. She got the full, uh, is all elite treatment. And Mm -hmm. uh, we're off to the races. Big, big, big rampage next week at a sold-out United Center. Biggest crowd in AEW history until they go to New York. Um, And Interesting that it's just going to be a one-hour show. I mean, obviously, they're going to tape dark. Yeah, they're they're going to tape dark. You know, they're using that big crowd to boost their new one hour and man that one hour flies by at least it did this week yeah um and i would imagine there's nothing the on the card yeah there's nothing officially on the card even the video package just said it was gonna be a big moment in television history and they're putting over the darby allen promo about having to prove you're the best of the world best in the world um how do you not pay it off at this point i mean you have to pay it off you do. So by this time next week, we could be on here talking about uh, Chick Magnet Punk on AEW television. We will see. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm trying to think of a clever way, you know, aside from Cult of Personality hitting and then MJF comes out, you know, to get the heat. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know how else to effectively swerve it. You know, well, I will say Flight of the Valkyries is a uh, public domain song if they want to tease the other guy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that that's uh, that's a good one. Could be yeah. into that. What did he use? Did he use that on the indies? A uh, Flight of the Valkyries was uh, it, Brian's theme. I know. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, oh, oh sorry. Did he on, use that or, or did he only use that in WWE? Only use that WWE on the indies. He used um, Final Countdown was what he was most. Oh, that's using. right. Yeah. But prior to that, he used self-esteem by uh, uh, Offspring. Okay. All which right. I always thought was a weird entrance song. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, it's a little bit off. Okay. Uh, yeah. It, 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 look, I'm excited for the show. Um, something crawling on my wall. Yeah. What is that? Chris has found a weird ass bug. Yeah, it's a little. Uh, I can't tell if it's a spider or a very small, like, silverfish sort of thing. Uh, this is you know, thrilling radio. I'm going to go kill it. <laughs> <laughs> Die, devil bug! The Roughhouse Podcast is a weekly podcast fueled by coffee, pizza rolls, and the stench of dirty litter boxes. Follow Christoph and Marty on Twitter at RoughhouseSGW, at Facebook.com slash The Roughhouse Podcast, and at Patreon.com slash The Roughhouse Podcast for early access to episodes, exclusive podcasts, Roughhouse Redos, and Roughhouse Divided movie trivia games. New episodes drop every single Monday on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, and wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Subscribe, motherfuckers! This is the, the Rough, House, Rough Pod- House, uh podcast with Justin and Kristoff. That's it. Fuck Kristoff. He's terrible with his information. Okay. Hey, this is The Rock. Shut your mouth, jabronis, and listen up, because this is the Rough House podcast with Marty and my least favorite man on the planet, Kristoff. Listen, baby.
baby brother. You see plenty of family stand themselves inside out, all about, up and down, gotta shout. Ain't no reason for you to be splitting from your bitch and heading into a ditch. Dusty Rhodes Family Counseling's available, baby. Let me soothe your soul. Dusty, my significant other and I tend to disagree just about everything. I don't think you and I can work it out. It's more labor than it is a relationship. Well, if you'd put some time into the relationship, maybe we wouldn't be in this situation right now. Simple fix, bitches! All you gotta do is grab them stitches and dig into them hitches. Grab a handful of hair, go here, go there, dig it in, bear back up into butt crack, baby. Most sex is what the doctor requires. I feel like there's no intimacy in our relationship. What are you thinking of when we make love? Well, I tell you, but we never get an opportunity to, being that you always seem to have a headache or you're always too busy. Ooh, it seems like someone's got the cold hole up in that baby soul, baby brother. What you gotta do is take some of that butter, put it in the ass crack, and make it flutter. Ocoutrements all the way from Vermont. What am I talking about? Maple syrup in them stirrups, that's right. Squeeze some of that gooey goodness on that food sex, baby. Ain't nothing like grabbing a meal and making a squeal all at once. Use foods in the bedroom. It seems like my son doesn't listen to me. I'm not trying to have him walk in my footsteps, but for God's sakes, I just need him to do something with his life. I don't want to do that. I want to do what I want to do. I don't want to be you. I want to be somebody. I want to be me. Fuck you, Dad. Oh, you got a dad ain't so rad. Got a son, he ain't no fun. You're going to be buttonheads. I'll tell exactly what you need to do, cowboy. You need to lock that door and get on all fours. That's what. Handful of hair, take it here, take it there. Don't be a square face down ass up. That's the way we like to reconcile father-son sex. It's a Dusty Rhodes Family Counseling Center, brother. If that bitch is putting a stitch in your giddy-up, if that son ain't getting it done, if your dad is being less than glad, you gotta hit me up. Call 555-HUNTED-DO-MELLON. That's 555-HUNTED-DO-MELLON. If you wear yellow polka dots, I'll give you 50% off your bill, chill.